This week's episode of the Stretch 4 Fantasy Basketball Podcast is sponsored by Smile Brilliant. So, man, I just got a quote from my dentist, and it was like $300 to correct my teeth grinding. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I can pay that. What did you do? So I was having some issues with stress and anxiety as well, and I found out about a company called Smile Brilliant. Smile Brilliant is a company that has a lab direct process that you can get the same custom fitted night guards for as little as $45 per guard. So big money saver right there. Additionally, they've got custom fitted teeth whitening trays and the Kari Pro electric toothbrush. So they've got lots of ways that you can, you know, work with your smile and get, get a whiter teeth at the same time. Appreciate that, man. I'll definitely check it out. And you should too. Head over to www.smilebrilliant.com and use code STRETCH4, that's STRETCH F-O-U-R, at checkout for 30% off. Once again, that's smilebrilliant.com and use code STRETCH4 at checkout. The Stretch 4 NBA Podcast with your hosts, Dan Titus and NBA fantasy experts, Alex Burns, Zach Hanshu, and Adam Koffler. What's good, NBA fans out there? It's Dan Titus with the Stretch 4 Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We're in episode 18 here. We're going to go through our second round picks. Spent last week going over some of our favorite first rounders that we're going to be ranking next year for our early 2021-22 fantasy drafts. So let's keep it rolling, guys. Um, before we get to the action today, though, you'll get some quick thoughts on what we've seen out of the playoffs so far. Say a prayer for our buddy Alex Burns here, man. He's still a little bit upset over his heat being swept in four games in the opening round. So I know he's going to probably share some thoughts on that. But uh, other than that, quick quick thoughts on how the NBA is progressing. And then also tell you about some really cool opportunities that we have coming coming down our way uh, the next few weeks of the offseason. So I'll kick it off to Adam. Tell the listeners out there what we have cooking and brewing here. We've got a couple of fantastic opportunities for our listeners that we're super excited about. Uh, the first one's with a company called Ignition. Uh, the deal's not finalized yet, but more to come in future episodes. Things are looking really promising right now is all I can tell you. And uh, we can't wait to share those details with you here soon. So be on the lookout for more information regarding that opportunity. The next one's an opportunity that uh, will allow you to potentially win up to $5,000 for entering a free fantasy basketball contest. So the company called Fantasy 5 NBA. They're a new site, completely free to join. And we're going to go through uh, some of our thoughts on that and how to get there uh, later in the show. But again, it's called Fantasy 5 NBA. Have the opportunity to win $5,000 for uh, signing up and playing the contest for free. So we'll get to that at the end of the show. All right. So Zach, let me get your initial thoughts on, we, we got your candid thoughts on the playing tournament. You hated it. What are your thoughts on the first round of the playoffs thus far? Yeah, man, uh, I just want to say I'm the only one of the four of you guys that did not say that uh, the Heat would win that first round series. Uh, check the receipts from last week. Uh, not to rub it in, Burns, but uh, yeah, this Miami team's not, uh, they're not going back to the championship anytime soon, man, uh, especially not currently constructed. Uh, last year was kind of lightning in a bottle. 
Um, as far as the other first round games, Dallas came out strong. Uh, they shocked the Clippers two and zero, and and took those road wins before losing, you know, at home. That's been a bit of a surprise. I'd love to see Dallas go ahead and and win that series, uh, just to see Luca continue to ascend. You know, and I, I really want the Lakers to go ahead and come out of their first round matchup as well. That game's currently on right now as we're recording, and it's a close one. Uh, Lakers are up two to one right now. The game that I said that nobody would watch last week, Memphis and Utah, dude, it's actually been a really fun series. Um, You know, a lot of scoring, which is something that I definitely didn't expect. So it's been a pretty fun and interesting first round. I mean, other than the the Bucks and Heat sweep, you know, I'm really enjoying it so far. The Utah Jazz want to play a slow defensive ball game, right? So playing against the Grizzlies who are – kind of fast pace throws them off their game a little bit. I think game one showed, showed us that obviously Donovan Mitchell didn't play in game game once that the Grizzlies won that one, but that that's looking like it's going to be Utah in five. Uh, if I'm being serious. And and then let's talk about the Knicks and the Hawks guys. Like Julius Randall was fantastic throughout the regular season. Like he looks like kind of garbage in the playoffs. And if yeah. you're, if you're, if your best player in the playoffs is, is 12 year vet, Derek Rose, you're not going anywhere. To me, that's that's the play of the game plan of the Atlanta Hawks. Like they've been double teaming him relentlessly all over the court. So like they're not putting the ball in his hands and he's got to get rid of it quickly. So, I mean, that's a good matchup scheme, right? I'd rather have Derrick Rose have to put up back to MVP like numbers to beat me. And the Hawks are just playing really well as a team. Trey Young is very poised. He's taking good shots for the most part. John Collins and, and uh, Capella are still being solid in the front court. And then you got Herter. Herter, Donovich, and and Gallinari all playing really well. And they got DeAndre Hunter back. Like this team is actually kind of scary. I'm kind of worried for the Sixers. They got some they got some snipers there, man. On the Hawks. I mean, I will say though, Knicks, though, I mean, Julius Randle was a great story. The Knicks winning and making the playoffs was a great story. I never thought they were super competitive. Like, I didn't think they were gonna make a deep run in the playoffs. I don't think anybody really did. But Madison Square Garden has been really hype, and it's really cool to see, you know, what you know, what uh, good basketball, decent basketball back in New York looks like. Miami was really good last year. We're obviously not as good this year. Um, but I think the big thing is the Bucks just got better. Like, it's hard to really see what Drew Holiday does to a team on defense and on offense. Drew Drew Holiday was the missing piece easily. I mean, you substitute Eric Bledsoe out and put Drew Holiday in there. And no doubt about gonna it. going to be a lot better. And uh, no doubt just about so it. you know, Zach, I am, I am keeping names right now of people who are slandering my Miami Heat on – Twitter on the social media sphere. I mean, literally, the hate is crazy. I can't believe how many people want the Heat to fail about that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, the, but you can't deny, man. The Heat have some work to do and some roster construction. Oh, yeah. You're the you're the first oh, to admit yeah. it. So. Oh yeah. We, yeah, it's bad. We'd be we'd also be a little remiss not to talk about Luca, right? Can can Luca can Luca single handedly take down the Clips? It's single handedly, but yes. uh, we got to prop, props to Tim Hardaway Jr., who's also been playing outside yeah. of his mind. Oh yeah, lately as well. He's been he's pretty much been the one B to to Luca. I mean, Luca's going for thirty plus, damn near triple double every night. But Tim Hardaway Jr. is knocking down like five threes a piece and yeah. and playing very well as well. Every time Luca scores a bucket, he tells the the defender that they can't guard him. It's awesome. It's so I cool. love it. I love somebody, it. Can't. Somebody 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 on Twitter said uh, Luca and Chris Tapps are like Kobe and Shaq, except the only difference is Luca is Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> about yeah, right Chris is just garbage like all of a sudden i like that about right. i like that all right so let's kick it to the fantasy rankings second rounders so let's go with the first pick thought we were switching this around but apparently we are not so adam you are up with the 201 
Who are you going with? Dun, 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 dun. With the 201, I will be selecting DeMontis Sabonis, forward center, Indiana Pacers. The reason why I'm selecting DeMontis Sabonis is because I did not win my most important fantasy league this season because the champion had DeMontis Sabonis, and he absolutely crushed me for the final week of the season. And he was, I mean, towards the end of the season, last like 10 games, DeMontis Sabonis was basically averaging a triple-double and hitting like two threes per game. You know, I'm totally okay with the with the turnovers that come with that high usage. He's a high-percentage guy. Um, he, he, I think he only averaged about one three a game, but what we see with guys that do that, that add that to their repertoire, is that they tend to improve on that. So, you know, if he gets up to maybe 1.5 or two threes a game next season – we could legitimately be seeing a guy who comes close to, you know, maybe not averaging a triple double, but you got to love uh, how he stuffs a stat sheet uh, all across the board. Yeah, That's dude. my pick. Can't, can't disagree with that, man. And 6.7 assists per game for a big man like that. That's just un- unbelievable, man. No argument here. See, over the last month of the fantasy season, he was the number one fantasy player um, by average. He was averaging 62% from the field. 1.13, so he upped, it, he upped the ante there a little bit. But 23 points, 14 boards, 11 assists with two steals and almost a half a block. Like, I see why you lost. <laughs> like, that's like – I wouldn't be – I mean, I played – better than Westbrook numbers. That's crazy. My guy, I played against Jokic and Sabonis. Like, how are you supposed to beat that? That's crazy. I could see yeah. Sabonis, Sabonis uh, entering first-round conversation as we creep towards the 2021-22 fantasy season. How much regression are you going to see next year when Miles Turner is going to be back? TJ Warren should be healthy. Karis LeVert will be almost, I guess it would be a full offseason with his new team. And then Malcolm Brogdon, do you think he'll still be as effective in terms of usage with all those, those mouths to feed? It's possible his usage goes down a little bit, but I really think he's become the focal point of that offense. Um, so it, I actually think that, I could peg the Pacers as a team that's going to score 135 points per game next season. Like they're going to be up there in pace like they were this season and they just want to play fast and they've got guys that can do it. So I think there's a lot of fantasy fantasy value to be had in that starting five. And Warren ain't coming back. Yeah. And Warren might not come so. back. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's kick it to two Oh two. Alex is on the clock. Yes. So looked at two guys. Um, I looked at Trey Young and I looked at Nikola Vucevic. Now, Trey Young shoots about 43% from the field, 34% from three, poorly from the field. So I'm going to go Nikola Vucevic here. Uh, here's a guy, we've talked about him a ton on the pod, so there shouldn't be really <laughs> anything we don't know about him. But uh, 21 and a half points a game during his time in Chicago. He was traded at the trade deadline. Uh, 21 and a half points, 11 and a half rebounds. Shot almost 40% from three. He's just a solid all-around player. You know what you're going to get. Much like TJ Warren, a lot of people have speculated on Twitter and over the last couple of weeks that Zach Levine may be out of Chicago. I don't know how accurate that is. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. But still, uh, Nikola Vucevic is going to have a big role in this Bulls team who, if Levine leaves, they're going to have to just – they're probably going to be in the same situation as the Magic was, uh, you know, this season just a tanking team and Vucevic puts up a bunch of numbers so to me this is just steady production 
in multiple categories. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with Vucevic. I mean, no. he's not the most exciting player, but sometimes you got to draft the player that's going to give you the most fantasy value. Yeah. Steady production. Exactly. Take yeah. Trey Young and his and Trey Young like 25 points a game, almost 10 assists. He's great, but again, he turns the ball over, low field goal percentage. I just wanted to get somebody with a little bit more consistency. The only practice. reason you were even considering Trey Young right now is because of what he's doing in the playoffs to the Knicks. Otherwise, you're not even considering Trey Young at the top of the second round. Yeah. For example, if the Knicks don't make the playoffs, if all we have to go on is his, you know, most improved most improved player season. I mean, if we don't see him struggling in the playoffs. What's the the question? Like are you saying, like, do you think his value is going to go down um heading into the draft season? Because yeah, of the playoffs? I should have asked that a little bit better. Yeah, do you think his value goes down based on his playoff performance rather than if we would have just seen him in the regular season? No, because no. because games during the regular season are what are what you need for your fantasy season. And yeah. players can perform against those, like, cake matchups throughout the regular season. When guys are, like, taking nights off, like, you know, not they're not actually taking nights off, but you don't get everybody's 100% every game of the regular season. So. Yeah. You know, that's why I think that, that a guy like Joyce Randall can still succeed there, you know. Yeah, and it's going to be, uh, what, Hawks and five, most likely. So, I mean, yes. it's, a five, it's a five-game sample size. You know, like, I mean, for all we know, this is Randall's first time really, you know, in the in front of the shining lights playing on the, on the playoff stage. So, for all we know, this could just be a five-game stretch. It's rough, you know. Well, speaking of Julius Randall, um, I'm up with the third pick in the second round. And I'm going to go with Julius Randle. And why am I going with Julius? Because Mr. Orange Julius was a fantasy beast last season. And I expect him to be much more of that coming up. Why? So this dude average, there's not that many people that can get you 20 and 10 on a nightly basis with the addition of six assists. So with the same vein that we're talking about, Demonis Sabonis, I think you can include Julius Randle in that conversation. He averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, and he gave you 2.3 threes per game while shooting 46% from the field, which is room for improvement. But this guy is a beast. Derek Rose, another year older. The Knicks have tons of cap space, so I'm not going to be surprised if they bring in some additional help, maybe Lonzo Ball, somebody that can also be that defensive defensive player with an offensive skill set um, that Tibbs really likes to to harp on in his rotations. But I think Julius Randle has proven to be the focal point of this offense. So obviously this is contingent on what happens in the draft, what happens in free agency. But based off what we saw in a sample size over the course of the season, he finished he finished the year by average number 37. And by total, he finished the season as number 16 overall. So I think I'm getting great value in the second round with Julius Randle, who could have been uh, the candidate for fantasy MVP if it wasn't for Nikola Jokic. Nikola Vucevic. Um, I think Julius Rando falls right into that territory with those guys. I, I can't Let's disagree on that one. Um, <laughs> I, like, I was somebody who had a ton of shares of Julius Randle this season and paid off awesome. I and mean, we just spent, what, a couple of minutes talking about him earlier, but I, I'm in agreement. I think getting him here where you did is is quite the steal. Yeah, he carried me all fantasy season. So uh, I owe it all to Julius Randle. I couldn't couldn't uh, get over the get over the hump uh, with with Sabonis and Jokic uh, against me in the finals. But yeah, I love Randle. Uh, I think he can do it again next season. If not, uh, improve upon those numbers. All right, Zach, you are up two oh four. Man, uh, I didn't think this was going to be as tough as as expected. I had a couple of guys in mind. Um, 
Um, so for me, this comes down to Trey Young or Bradley Beal. And I got to go. I got oh, – it's tough, man. I got to go with Beal right here. I know I'm wasting clock, and I'm going to give up Trey Young. I'm going to regret that when it's my pick in four picks. Um, but, I mean, he's gone 34-4 and four for two straight seasons, um, and that includes 1.2 steals and 2.2 triples in both of those seasons. He was neck and neck with Steph for scoring title this year. I know points aren't everything, but – you know, four, over four rebounds, over four assists, you know, gives you over one steal and a couple of triples. Shooting percentages were down a little bit this year, but, um, you know, even with Russell Westbrook there, I mean, he was still in contention for the scoring title. Um, top 14 player, two seasons in a row. I, I got to go Bradley Beal right here. Well, I haven't selected Bradley Beal in the last three years that he's really erupted into the all-star player that he is. Do you think that his draft – his average draft position is a bit high because he is such a volume scorer. Like the four, when you read off his stats, like it's amazing that he's averaging, you know, close to 35 points per game. But then that four and four to me is like, I feel like I can get that other places, right? Like that's a Devin Booker. This is exactly what we talked about earlier in the season where you get a, 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 a ball dominant point guard on, on that team a la Russell Westbrook, uh, with Beal, a la Chris Paul in Phoenix next to Booker. And Booker and Beal's assist numbers just kind of plummet. And to me, it doesn't, you know, they don't have the same appeal in fantasy nine-cat leagues anymore because they they lost assists, basically. They're almost like, you know, 75, 65, 75% of what they used to be because they're not as ball-dominant. Um, you know, if you're looking for points, sure, Beal's a great guy. Um, but I like I like more well-rounded guys, so I'm I'm okay with you going Beal there because I got a guy here that I I love coming up. The only thing I'll counter with that is he was the number seven ranked player this year in nine cat leagues in total production. Um, you know, not necessarily in per game, but in total. Um, and for, you know, I understand points scored and similar to a Devin Booker type, you can get four and four elsewhere, that kind of thing. But he also does a little bit on defense for you. He's not a bad shooter. This year was a little bit of a down year for him. And for some of these guys who, you know, kind of slack off in some of these other categories, especially when we're talking like big men, when you give so much extra in a certain category, such as scoring like Beal does, it does make up for some of those other wrinkles elsewhere. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going here. Feel that. Yeah. And he definitely didn't, uh, he did, he's not a slouch from the field either. I mean, he shot almost 49% at shooting 23 shots a game. That's extremely efficient for a guy that's putting up that kind of volume. So um, he doesn't really hurt you. Whereas someone like Trey young, you know, he's going to be shooting like closer to the 44%. All right. So let's go to 205. Koffler is back on the clock. We keep talking about Trey Young, and I'm going to skip over him once again and instead <laughs> and instead take another point guard. Oh no. Who didn't who didn't play the last <laughs> month of the season in De'Aaron Fox. What? De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox is a climb. De'Aaron Fox is a better fantasy asset in nine cat leagues uh, than Trey Young will be in 2021-22. You guys know that uh, De'Aaron Fox shot uh, almost 48% from the field. Like, what kind of point guard with the usage that he's got does that? 
and then also adds seven plus assists per game and is top five in steals per game at 1.5 uh, a contest. So um, he also he's, he's, he's about the three turnovers a game, which, you know, is high, but it's not it's not Trey Young high. It's not Zach Levine high. It's not Russell Westbrook high. So I, De'Aaron, I mean, look down the stretch, De'Aaron Fox, is, he had like, you know, five of his last seven games were 30 plus points. Like that's that's Bradley Beal right there, except De'Aaron Fox could get you 10 assists and three steals. So I love the upside of De'Aaron Fox. I like I like selecting guys that have an opportunity to continue to improve their game and grow. Bradley Beal doesn't really have that. De'Aaron Fox does. I mean, De'Aaron Fox was my guy in most leagues with Julius Randle this year. Uh, he was phenomenal. Um, really turned it on towards the end of the season. I was looking at, I'm looking at a point guard here for my next pick as well. So Darren, Darren Fox, Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, a couple other people were, were kind of sticking out to me. Um, I definitely see the argument here. And if we're talking about, if we're talking about DeLon Wright and Tyrese Halliburton back next season, a full year in the offense, I don't really know what they're going to do to cap his upside, but um, yeah, Darren Fox is, is their, is their guy. So yeah, I'm more so pick. curious as to what they're going to do, you know, and obviously this is contingent on, not having any knowledge of what's going to happen in free agency and in the draft or whatever, but I don't think Luke Walton's going to be their head coach next season. I think he's been fantasy gold for him just in terms of giving him the keys to the offense and pretty much letting him do his thing. The, the Sacramento Kings reward him with a fat contract. He's not going anywhere. So in terms of security, Darren Fox is definitely going to be a stronghold in Sacramento for a long time. And we already hated on Marvin Bagley enough here. There's not a lot of talent around him. It's really Harrison Barnes and then Tyrese Halliburton. So if we're talking about, you know, opportunities and shots, this guy's going to have every opportunity to soak up all the usage. So yeah, Darren Fox moving into a second round pick. It's uh, I think this is probably, that's probably the spiciest take we've seen yet. It's fair based off of what we saw last year and what we expect to see in years to come. So let's go with Alex. I know you were mulling over a few point guards here. What did you decide? It'd be a little surprising. Um, I'm going to pass on Kyrie, going to pass on Trey Young. Actually, thinking about it a little bit more, I'm going to do Chris Paul here with my pick. I'm taking CP3. Um, looking at the season he just had, um, and I heard somebody just slam their hands down on their desk, so I might have sniped somebody. Um, <laughs> CP3, the season that he had for Phoenix, we've talked about it at length, but I mean, I'm just going to read you his numbers 16.4 points a game. He had nine assists, 1.4 steals, and he was a few percentage points or, excuse me, a few half percentage points off of a 50-40-90 season. He was right under 50% shooting. I think it was like 49.9% from the field. He was 39.5% from three and then always 93.5% from the free throw line. So he's really not going to hurt you in any category. And if you think about it, I have James Harden, Giannis, Luka. I have a ton of scoring on my team, so I'm completely fine taking somebody like Paul here who, you know, his scoring dropped to 16.4 last season, but you know, there's always a chance it'll hover somewhere around that 15 to 18 points per game range. So I am thrilled to get Chris Paul right here. You think the, do you think moving into the second round form is worth it? I mean, do you think his ADP will be this high come draft season? I mean, my, I don't know. It's kind of, for me, it's kind of like betting against Tom Brady, right? I mean, you just keep wondering when is that drop off going to happen and I, I don't know. I, I still feel like it's going to be kind of risky taking him. He's going to be, what, 36, 37 next year. Um, you know, he's played back-to-back 70-game seasons for the first time since 2014-15. It's just I always am concerned about him missing games and about age catching up to him. But 
I mean, you're right, dude. It's hard to argue with results. People fall in love with points scored, which it, for, for a lot of guys hurts field goal percentage, ups turnovers. And Chris Paul has great field goal percentage, the, the best free throw percentage, and does not turn the ball over. So there, there's something to be said for efficiency. Yeah. Um, you know, the hope with him is just that he stays on the floor. I, he had 2.2 turnovers a game last season, and that was second lowest of his career. Um, and then yeah. he also, his th- free throw, 93.4% from the line was the highest of his career. So, I mean, he's just a winner. He, whether it's OKC, Phoenix, wherever he goes, he, he just lifts the team. And, and I want that on my roster for a little bit sure. of stability. All right. I'm going to go with, man, just tons of people being passed over here. But, oh, I got to go with Paul George. I think he's lasted long enough. Um, got to so everybody do it. that that's how everybody that drafts him now sounds when they push that draft button. Oh, I gotta go with Paul George. Oh, you're gonna make me. Yeah, but I, like I couldn't, I couldn't knock it, man. I mean, he was he finished the season at 47 percent from the field, but he was 50, 40, 90, hovering around it for the first half of the year. I mean, he had a great season. He had averaged thir- 23 points, six rebounds, five assists. What I really like Paul George for is his steals, though. Um, he's a he's a he's a thief, does it all. Um, shot 87% from the free throw line as well. 3.23s per contest. Um, I could do worse. And I think the Clippers, depending on how this playoff scenario ends up, he could find himself in a really opportunistic uh position because Kawhi Leonard is could opt out if he wants to. We don't know that he's gonna leave LA yet, but there is some there is some questioning of that depending on how far the Clippers go. So this could be his squad. And if that happens, then, I mean, this guy is, his ADP is going to go way higher than it is right now, being that he was seeing close to a 30% usage rate in the regular season without Kawhi Leonard there. It's only going to go up. So um, I think this guy came overcame a lot of that pandemic P um, labeling and he had a really good season. So at a, he finished the season at 25 in season averages, and in total, he came in at 45. Not the best, but that we know that he missed games towards the end of the season, um, as did Kawhi Leonard. So that's always something that you want to be aware of. But if we're talking about time on the court, if this guy's going to play most of the games in the season, he's going to be producing. So give me Paul George here. All right, so Zach, we're up 208. Uh, I'm going to pull the trigger real quick on this one. He's dropped so far. I got to go Trey Young here, man. This is this is a no-brainer. I know we talked about the turnovers. We talked about the field goal percentage. But, I mean, 25 points and nine assists for two straight seasons with four rebounds, you know, tossed in with that. Uh, that more than makes up for the deficiencies elsewhere. He's a good free throw shooter. You know, he gives you at least two threes a game. Uh, it, it's an easy Trey Young for me right here. He's falling way too far. He's falling too far for a reason, though. It's going to hurt you in two categories. That's fine, dude. He's gonna excel in in three more. <laughs> I believe it. No, he's he looks he looks he looks damn good in the playoffs, and he's a trash talker too. I love it. Not afraid of the moment, Adam. Who are you going with? Two oh nine. I'm shocking the world again with this pick. I'm rocking with Mr. Jalen Brown at two oh nine. This dude, this dude's improved every single season. He shot a career high forty eight and a half percent. He doesn't come off the floor. I mean, obviously, he got hurt down the stretch, but he does not come off the floor. He averages about 35 minutes a game. Uh, his his steals and blocks are almost at two per contest and doesn't turn the ball over. So the Celtics are going to live and die by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and both are going to have 30% usage next season. So 
I can't believe I just took Jalen Brown over like Zion Williamson, but I don't know how you take Zion if he doesn't shoot threes in that in that uh, that instance. So Jalen Brown for me. All right, two ten, Burnsy. Which way are you going? Yeah, um, mm, this is tough. Um, it actually is tough because I'm between about three guys. Um, Kyrie was one of them. Russell Westbrook and Zach Levine. Um, you know what? I'm flipping the script. I'm rolling with Zach Levine here. This is my guy. Had a career year, 27 and a half points a game. Shot 50% from the field. That's super impressive. Um, I, I love everything about this guy's game. He doesn't really give a lot on defense, so he averaged less than a steal and a block a game this season. But I think people have a bad taste in their mouth after the end of this fantasy season where he was in the health protocols and really just wasn't available. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, Zach Levine right here. Dude, recency bias, you're right, is kind of going to leave a negative uh, impact, I think. But uh, this was his seventh season. He provided career highs everywhere, dude. Points, rebounds, assists, threes, and all of his shooting percentages were up. This, these were the highest of his career. Um, and to me, that's just amazing, dude. Um, so, yeah, for the upside and for the potential that he displays, I definitely can't argue with that. He was He's on my short list as well. He's probably – I bet you his efficiency goes up with Vucevic too. For sure. He's a stud. I mean, one of the best young up and coming players that we have in the league. I love him and Jalen Brown. I would love to package on a squad together if it came up, if you had the opportunity to do it. The Stretch Four Podcast is sponsored by Podcorn, a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. So, Adam, I know you've been really active on Podcorn lately trying to secure sponsorship opportunities for our podcast. What can you tell the listeners about the marketplace? Dude, it's been awesome. We've been able to get three or four sponsorships in the last month for our podcast podcast. The website's extremely user-friendly. It's easy to navigate. You can see the details, you know, spelled out very clearly to see which uh, which sponsorship opportunities fit with the target audience of our podcast. So it's been a it's been a really cool and pretty easy experience so far. Yeah, I totally agree, man. It's it's super easy to use. I've sent out plenty of proposals myself and the best part is you get to set your own rates and then also collaborate with the brands directly without any exclusivities. Like it's pretty it's pretty cool. That's exactly right. There's no middleman. It gives the podcaster the full transparency into the process of being able to secure those ads and get monetized. Uh, Click the link in our show notes today and sign up for Podcorn and make sure you start browsing those sponsorship opportunities right now. Okay, so coming off Zach, if Zach Levine is off the board, man, that's a really good pick. That's who I wanted in this next spot. But I'm going to go back to a guard that you mentioned. And yeah, there's he's carrying some risk in terms of just the clientele that he plays with and taking days off and just being one of the biggest enigmas in the game that we have today. I'm going with Kyrie Irving, but most people probably wouldn't realize not only did he achieve uh, something that most NBA players wish they could in 50, 40, 90 and joining that esteemed territory, he finished the season as a, as the number three fantasy player in terms of average, he averaged 50 point, 50% from the field, 92% from the line, which is crazy almost three three pointers along with 27 points, five rebounds and six assists with 1.4 steals. So Kyrie's averaging almost three to one assist to turnover ratio, which is extremely valuable for someone like his guard that sees the amount of usage and, and play that he does, you know, playing alongside um, James Harden and Kevin Durant. He'll have another year under their belt with, with that big three established. And I think it's only going to help and benefit Kyrie's efficiency as well. I think we're going to see a stud here. Even though he's going to take some games off, he's always going to perform when he's on the court. So I think I'm getting really good value of getting Kyrie Irving this late um, in the second round. 
it's it's funny i think every time somebody takes a net in the first and second round it's like oh like like i hope they can all coexist oh i hope they all don't take games off it's like it's like this big guess but at the end of the day i mean all those those three guys are explosive and put up big numbers with good percentages especially with all three of them playing together like their efficiencies are just going to go through the roof so i think i think they're all worthy of of top 25 picks next season Agreed. I have to I have to agree with that, man. Yeah, there's some risk with the with the you know big three, but I, I think Kyrie was what one like the eighth player in NBA history to uh, score 25 a game and go 50, 40, 90. So I mean, just the efficiency is is outrageous. It's hard to pass on him right here. Nice. The big three, I believe they only played eight games where they all three were together this season, and Kyrie Irving averaged 16.4 points in those games. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's the concern. <laughs> Small yeah. sample, small sample size, but that's the concern. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Kevin, I mean, Kevin, he, Kevin I mean, Durant. Do you, do you actually think that Kyrie Irving is only going to average 16 points for the course of a, no. of a, of a season? No, but it's they'll, not going to be 27. They'll figure it out. They'll but people use, people use a three-game sample size for Jalen Hurts to tell me that he's going to rush for 1,200 yards next season. So we'll have to just see on that. 700 is reasonable. I love it, Titus. At least 800. At least 800. The final... The final pick of the second round, Zach Hanshu. Who is your is selection? Le- is LeBron going to sneak out of the top 24? I'm going to just go ahead and give you a spoiler here. He is. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's I agree. Not, he's not <laughs> top agree. 24 anymore. So I love Zion. I looked at guys right here like Bam, who gives you kind of across-the-board production. I like guys like Rudy Gobert, who are excellent for a field goal percentage and blocks. But I'm going to pass on all of those. I'm going to pass on Booker and Aiton and other guys that I have right around in this same range, Ben Simmons. Coughler, I can't let you be the only guy that makes spicy picks. So I'm going with Michael Porter Jr. This was a guy that I thought was my most improved fantasy player this year over a guy like Julius Randle. He averaged 19 points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.6 combined blocks and steals, 2.8 threes, uh, over one assist. And he shot 50, 80, and 40. So he's not a 50, 40, 90 guy, but he's a 50, 40, 80 guy. Um, he's a good shooter. He's great from three. He's ascending as a scorer and rebounder. Um, you know, his rookie season, we can kind of write off a little bit. And we really saw this year when he, you know, saw 30 minutes a game, just how good he could be. And this is just year number two. Um, and as we remember when, when he was coming out of college, you know, a lot of people had him as the best prospect in that draft class, but he just fell. Um, so this is a guy that I think is going to take the next step forward in year three, and he's well worth, uh, you know, my second round pick here. Zach, let's go back for a second. You said he averages well over one assist per game. Is that oh, supposed sorry. to be that's supposed to be a good thing? Well, one point one assists per game. I mean, come on, dude, that's well over one. Well, percentage percentage wise, that's ten percent more than one. So yeah, that's not that's not bad. But no, I, I, I do like Michael Porter. Um, the problem with Michael Porter is he takes games off. Like in the last playoff game, he had two points in 22 minutes. Uh, Jamal Murray is going to come back and be healthy. I think Michael Porter Jr. is an extremely good player, extremely efficient player. Look at his field goal percentage. It's like 57% this season with like 1.3 turnovers per game. Like the dude's really, really efficient. I just don't know that he gives you enough peripherals, but but he's he's got room to grow. So I love those kind of players. Yeah, he averaged almost a block per contest too, which is very nice for his fantasy outlook. I don't think that Jamal Murray is going to be fully healthy when he comes back 
like after an oh, ACL yeah. tear. So I would draft Michael Porter Jr. in the beginning of the season and then trade him before Jamal Murray whenever he gets some kind of a timetable for his return. But he has the highest E field goal percentage in a season with a minimum of 19 points per game. Will Chamberlain, 68.3%. Michael Porter Jr. second to that, 64.6%. Second most efficient season by an NBA player that averaged 19 points per game in NBA history. Wild. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, man, I looked at the E field goal percentage leaders this year, and he was number five overall behind Gobert, Ingles, Joe Harris, and Zubac, who, That's yeah, averaged, yeah, they averaged Joe way Ingles. fewer points than he did. Yeah, for sure. How does Utah have two players in the top five? It's insane because they don't shoot a lot or they shoot yeah. you know, close to the rim like Gobert. All right. So we're going to transition to. Uh, one of our opportunities that we were going to talk about that we mentioned earlier, the fantasy five. So we're going to tell you a little bit more about that competition, give you some strategy for it and, and what to look forward to. So I'll kick it off to to Adam, break it down for us, bro. Yeah. So we talked about this at the beginning of the show. It's a, it's a, a contest called fantasy five NBA, and you can get to the website. Um, it's basketball dot fantasy five.com and it's the number five so basketball dot fantasy five.com this is a free contest to sign up for it's a it's a brand new concept uh the contest opened on saturday may 29th in the morning and it's open right now through the end of the day monday the 31st and the contest will lock at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so the, the, the goal of the contest is to pick uh, the over on one player's point line for each of the five games that are part of that contest. So as of now, you can't pick the, you can't pick the under on those point totals, only the overs, and you have to get all five correct. And then you have a shot at the $5,000 uh, grand prize and if more than one person wins that or hits the five overs uh, for that contest then the, the prize pool will be split um question you might have is you know will will the lines be changing with the market no the lines are set uh when the contest locks so the lines are are what they are at the moment um the five games that will be included are uh memphis utah on Monday the 31st, Phoenix, LA on Tuesday, June 1st, Denver, Portland on Tuesday, June 1st, Utah, Memphis on Wednesday, June 2nd, and New York, Atlanta on Wednesday, June 2nd. So we'll, we'll kind of, uh, I'll kick it over to uh, Zach or, or Dan if they want to kind of go through their experience with using this, with using the site and, and navigating the tool. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm happy to jump off here. Um, it was super easy to sign up. I mean, all you got to do is your standard name, email address, date of birth, that kind of thing. Um, and then when you when you go into the contest, like you said, there's five games. They're laid out across the top of the screen. They tell you which game you're on. You got to go sequentially. So you start, um, in this case, for this contest, Memphis versus Utah uh, on the 31st. Um, you know, Monday evening, that's the first game. And then you go through on the right-hand side of the screen, it has every single player and their over totals. And you just click on the one that you, that you like the most. Something that I've been doing here is um, there's a little uh, info button, a little green info button on the left side of the, the player's name. I click on that and it instantly gives me 
what their fantasy point totals have been for this series. So I look at that. I see, hey, what's this guy's upside? Is he going to be able to crush what his over is? And these are fantasy overs. These aren't just point totals. These are fantasy overs. And I look and I say, oh, you know, John Morant, his over total, for instance, for this 531 game, it's 47. Well, dude's been balling out, right? So this is, I'm going to just give you a sneak preview. This is the guy that I like for that game. I'm picking John Morant, 47. That's a sweet over for me. He can easily hit that. Um, and then you it just automatically directs you to the next game. You go through the five-game flow. You hit submit, confirm, and you're in. That's it. I mean, it, it literally took me, you know, other than perusing the player totals, it takes you two minutes, man. You click the player, you roll through, and you're done. And that's yeah. as simple as it gets, man. It's totally free. Yeah. I just want to I just want to echo the the sentiment that is super easy. Um, when you go into the interface, I used my computer to do it initially. Um, but then I switched to mobile and it's actually very mobile friendly, very easy to go through each game slate. And then when you're on desktop, you can actually see on the court which five players you selected. So this looks very visually appealing. But on top of that, I just want to I just want to hammer the fact that you can win five thousand dollars doing this and it's completely free it's free to play sure. you just log in select five players from five different games and then you can win up to five thousand dollars so to me that's the biggest upside here you can play on these other dfs companies and you know face millions of people and potentially not win anything um the fact that you can win five five thousand dollars for doing next to nothing is super cool so um, my first play for the uh, for that Memphis Utah game, I was actually looking at um, Valachunas for with forty nine points. Like that seems very achievable. So you'll see a mixture of different players that you're like, oh, okay, this could be reasonable, and other ones that are just like, well, that's a bit high. So it's a, it's a fun game that's also very challenging for your fantasy expertise and looking at stats. So it's super fun. So Zach, also great point. That little green info button is crucial uh, to look at any performance history for each player. And there's, there's absolutely, you might be thinking, what's the catch? There's absolutely zero catch. It's a new concept. It's totally free to sign up. So again, go to basketball.fantasy5, the number five.com, or you can find them on Twitter. Their Twitter handle is at fantasy5nba, and then you can be directed to their website from there. So either way, sign up totally free, like Dan said. You can win a you can win a five thousand dollar grand prize. Awesome! All right, guys. Well, that closes out our show. Check back with us next week. We'll be running down more rankings, more playoff talk, as well as previewing some of our cool opportunities that we have for you. So make sure to listen, download uh, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you can find us. Make sure you check our Twitter handles at Adam Koffler, at Zach the Monster, at A Burns Hoops, at Dan Titus as well as Underdog Podcast for hosting us. It's been great thus far, so we'll catch you next week. Peace.